Most of the world doesn't share your opinion. Warning. Proceeding without caution will bring you into spoiler territory for the media displayed on screen. Timestamps are gifted in the description and comment section. Viewer discretion is advised. If you were expecting a documentary-type intro like I've done for all the other ones, uh, that's not gonna happen here. You know why? Because today we're just gonna be talking about random Batman movies that just didn't have their own universe. Now, like I mentioned in my DC Animated Universe video, this is strictly a Batman movie review series, so that means movies like the three LEGO Justice League movies and the 2017 live-action Justice League movie aren't gonna be covered in here. I can't say that maybe someday I'll make a Justice League movies video because I don't really care that much about Justice League to watch its movies. Also, crossovers don't count, so movies like Batman and Scooby-Doo or Batman and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles won't be appearing here. And finally, what counts as a film to me is the movie length, which is usually at least an hour and a half long, so any Batman movies that are 5, 10, 20 minutes long aren't going to be covered here either. So with that all being said, let's wrap up the review portion of this series. Batman was released in 1943 and was followed up in 1949 with its sequel, Batman and Robin. These two movies were actually the official first ever Batman movies. The movies, being from the 40s, are 15 chapter serials that bring the overall length to four and a half hours for each film. The first film features Batman and Robin being played by Lewis Wilson and Douglas Croft, while the second film has the characters being played by Robert Lowey and Johnny Duncan. I also didn't even bother watching the second film, nor did I get through the first one. Yeah, so speaking on Batman 43, it's so fucking boring. The movie is basically Batman 66, but without the humor, w with exception of these two lines, I guess. All right, gentlemen, right up these steps. And if when you come out, you don't face the greatest exhibit you ever saw, I'll refund your money. All right, folks, who's next? Just a minute, folks. What were those? Just some of my bats. It's in black and white, and it's, uh... Pretty racist. Yeah, if you don't know, there's a certain event that happened in America's history in 1941 called Pearl Harbor. So in response to that, we kind of put Japanese people in concentration camps and bombed their country twice. And as a product of that time, the first ever Batman movie includes the main villain being played by an American actor doing a stereotypical racist Asian accent and the whole movie basically being Japanese evil. So on top of the very dated writing, like I said, this movie is just fucking boring. There might be a charm if you like movies from the 40s or were around during that time, but I was born when Willem Dafoe had a drug trip with a bunch of masks, and I also just do not care about movies that came out in the 1940s. The only positives I have towards this movie is Lewis looks like Bruce Wayne, and the opening theme is kinda dope. <laughs> But other than that, I'm not a fan. And I am definitely not a fan of Douglas Croft as Robin. Jesus, fuck, he makes Burt Ward look like an S-tier actor. And the reason why I didn't bother watching the sequel is I've heard it's basically the same thing as the first, and I already wasted an hour of my life watching the first one. I'm not about to waste another three to finish that one and then waste four more hours on the second. I will say, though, I guess the racism isn't in the second one, because I've heard nothing about it being in there, but who knows, I could be wrong. So yeah, the only reason why I bring these movies up is just because they happened, and that's pretty much it. Moving on.
The Batman vs. Dracula came out on October 18th, 2005, and was a direct-to-DVD movie based in the universe as the 2004 TV show The Batman. The movie features Penguin, played by THE Tom motherfucking Kenny, and Joker, played by Kevin Michael Richardson, breaking out of Arkham Asylum to go steal a bunch of loot from Gotham's graveyard. In the process, Joker fucking dies, and Penguin somehow resurrects Dracula, voiced by Peter Stormare, or, uh, what I know him for. One of, like, the five good things from John Wick 2. So anyways, yeah, this movie is already weird. And you would think that'd be a bad thing, but somehow it kind of isn't. Batman then has to find out who's causing all the murders while handling the fact that Vicky Vale has fallen in love with him. Bruce eventually finds out who it is, in the easiest way possible. And you are? Alucard. Whatever are you writing? His name. Alucard. Greatest detective. <laughs> Batman soon enough fights Dracula after creating a cure for vampirism using Joker as a test subject. Oh yeah, I forgot, he somehow fucking survived Toaster Bath, and immediately after it's revealed, he turns into a vampire. Anyways, Batman defeats Dracula and murders him. I mean, I guess he wasn't living? So, so, he, so he didn't break his rule? I, I, I don't know anymore. So starting off, I really have to say... I do not like Reno Romano as Batman. He's okay as Bruce sometimes, but he is so unbelievable as Batman. And not in a good way, obviously. His Batman voice just kind of sucks. I'm the Batman. And if we're talking about voice actors, it is so jarring yet so hilarious to see the Penguin speak and just hear a low-pitched Spongebob. I love every second of it. I think I need to unwet my pants. Obviously, Kevin Michael Richardson is great as the Joker. If you've seen my Joker ranking, you would know this already. But the performance that takes the cake is easily Peter Stormare's Dracula. It is absolutely astonishing. He brings in this cold, but a little warm, deep voice, and it feels so good to listen to. The movie itself is honestly just really average. It has some cool things, like fucking Dracula being in Gotham, and how he turns every person he bites into a Draugr from Skyrim, and the whole Batman versus Batman thing was kinda cool. But then it just rips off one of the main story plots from Batman 89, and yeah, the twist of Dracula wanting Vicky not for himself, but to resurrect his dead wife was kinda dope, but at the same time, they steal from Mask of the Phantasm with the whole Batman's to be blamed for the murders and from Batman Forever and shows flashbacks of the Waynes getting killed and Batman overcoming his fear of bats and it's just... I get that this was 2005 so the Waynes getting killed trope wasn't as overused but I've sat through seeing them die so many times at this point that I just do not care anymore. And other than that, the movie just really doesn't do much for me. You know? Like I said, it's got its cool moments but the experience overall is just really basic. And I would say the soundtrack is amazing, because it is, but after hearing the same guitar riff in every other scene, it, it starts giving me Johnny Test Whiplash vibes. It's not a bad movie, it's just mediocre. I will say, if you were a fan of the TV show, you would probably love this movie, but I never watched the show, so I just don't really vibe with this movie. Also, just one thing, I do not like the art style design in this universe. It gives me classic Cartoon Network vibes like Total Drama Island, 16, Johnny Bravo, and while not on Cartoon Network, I'd say even Danny Phantom. And while I love some of those shows, I just don't personally like seeing that art style in Batman. Cause you know, if I'm being honest, the design of Joker and Bruce look fucking awful. So yeah, like I said, not a bad movie, just 
bland, basic, average, mediocre, fine, any other words that fit with those terms. Batman vs. Superman was released on March 25th, 2016 and follows the introduction of Batman, The Flash, Wonder Woman, Cyborg, and Aquaman in the DC Extended Universe. While serving as a semi-live-action Dark Knight Returns, the semi-live-action Death of Superman, the Batman Origin Story, the Man of Steel sequel, and the Justice League prequel. Jesus Christ, where do I fucking begin? Alright, let's start with the plot. The movie follows Bruce Wayne, played by Ben Affleck, meeting Superman, played by Henry Cavill, for the first time by watching him destroy the buildings in Metropolis. If this looks familiar, then it's probably because he watched Man of Steel, because this is the ending fight from that movie between Superman and Zod, and honestly, I think this was a pretty good way to start the movie. Except it isn't. Nope, instead this movie has to start off with showing the Waynes get killed. I don't know why. The only thing I like from this opening isn't even the cinematography or the fact that everything's in slow motion like everyone else does. It's just the fact that the family looks so happy and like an actual family. Anyways, Bruce gets angry at Superman for recklessly killing a bunch of people. So in response, he goes and brains a bunch of people, sends them to their death, guns down a ton of other people and is on the hunt to kill Superman, because that makes sense. On the other hand, Superman's getting blamed for murders that happen in Africa, and Clark spends every day constantly seeing people calling him an alien and debating on whether or not he should be allowed to stay on Earth. While dealing with this, Clark finds out about Batman and how he's basically killing people and gets to stay in Gotham, which bothers him. Now see, that makes sense. Hell, Bruce's reasoning for hating Clark is pretty valid. It's the fact that his response to reckless killing is reckless killing? That makes absolutely no fucking sense. Eventually, after two hours, we finally get to see Batman and Superman fight, and it's revealed that the reason they hate each other is all because of Lex Luthor. Oh my fucking god. So they spend the next 15 minutes fight each other until they're referencing their mothers. Okay, so like, this scene isn't inherently bad. Like High Top Films said, this would have been a great scene to show Batman just almost breaking his one rule, and then after hearing that Clark has a mother, is a boy with a mother, just like Bruce, he realizes that he would just end up being like Joe Chill. But all of that gets thrown out the window when you realize Batman blatantly murdered so many fucking people! Also, I think the scene would have been even greater if, instead of showing the Wayne's death at the beginning, they showed it here, like, as a PTSD flashback to truly show the viewer what's going on in Bruce's head when he hears his mother's name. Here, I even edited the scene to kind of show that. Martha. Yeah, that wasn't edited by me. That is an exact scene from the movie. 
Why? What was the fucking point of making me sit through the Wayne's death all over again when you're just gonna show it again later in this movie in an even better way? Everybody knows what happens to the Waynes. We don't need it explained. In fact, you fucking explain what happened in the flashback, so why must you waste my fucking time? So... After this scene, the next hour of the movie just sets up the Justice League and then kills Superman. God, this was such a mess. On to the characters. Honestly, I liked Henry Cavill's Superman. I understand that he's not portrayed correctly, but Henry himself, I think, brought a bit of charisma for me to really care about the character. Which, as I've said before, is, you know, a plus because I just don't fucking care about Superman. <laughs> Ben Affleck's Batman is, uh, ooh boy, where do I begin? First off, I just want to say that I think he's actually a pretty good-looking Bruce Wayne. Christian Bale was the best-looking Bruce Wayne we had until him, and I think he really delivered. Well, until Robert Pattinson came along, but that's a story for a different time. Anyways, I don't mind the voice modifier, to be honest, but it's kind of a double-edged sword. On one end, it's something new and interesting. On the other end, it's kind of cheating because one of the biggest points of playing Batman is your Batman voice, which Ben doesn't really have one because he just relied on vocal effects. I also just wasn't the biggest fan of the suits. I understand it's taken directly from The Dark Knight Returns, and the fact that they're made into live action is dope, but I just don't see anything in them. But Batman is full of muscle and that made him decorated batman oh god here we go ben affleck's body isn't that bad in his workout scene i think he looks pretty good and you can see it and know that he is full of muscle but then you put him in the suit and my god does it not translate well at all batman in comet is muscle and hey batman is muscle bitch batman god you're fucking stupid see like anime, drawings don't inherently translate well into live action. We've all seen how horrendous it was to see Dragon Ball try to be in real life. So when you try to take this big buff machine and make a human, that's kind of close to impossible without making him look either extremely fat or a freak of nature. Like, here's what Ben Affleck would look like if you looked exactly like the Bruce in Dark Knight Returns. In my opinion, I thought the muscle that Henry Cavill brought for Superman was perfect, and when it comes to bat suits, I just like the more mechanical-esque look in, like, The Dark Knight, Arkham Knight, even the original BVS concept art, or the Batman 21 suit. Or I guess... Batman... 22? Gonna cry? Yes. But enough of the performance and looks, let's talk about what's important. The writing. Oh god, the writing is terrible. Zack Snyder has absolutely no fucking clue who Batman is. How could you say Snyder doesn't understand Batman when you made a whole Twitter post about him? You're basically just saying that nobody understands Batman. Even people like Frank Miller, Christopher Nolan, and Matt Reeves. Motherfucker, he made Batman use a gun, and not even in the Frank Miller kind of way, he just uses a gun to kill people! Batman should be allowed to use a gun because Spider-Man used a gun. What? Spider-Man used a gun before, so Batman should as well. What the fuck does Spider-Man have to do with Batman? Cause Tom Holland wrote Iron Man suit, and you like your Batman wearing Iron Man suit. I sent both Batman and Spider-Man don't use gun often, but Spider-Man did in a Japanese movie. Batman should be able to as well. 
that is literally not how any of this works at all. A little bit effort doesn't spark in the sunlight. You want to say that one more goddamn time? So like I was saying... Since this movie steals so much from The Dark Knight Returns, it's about time we start making the comparison. Spoilers for Dark Knight Returns, by the way. Also, if you want my thoughts on the movie, you can click on the card. So in Dark Knight Returns, Batman only uses a gun four times. The first time is to shoot a harpoon onto another building. The second time is to shoot a gun out of somebody else's hand. Third time was in his Batmobile, but they were all rubber bullets. Rubber bullets. All this metal, and you don't even use it to kill and the fourth time is to shoot a bomb in order to escape. And he also only kills one person, that person being the Joker. And it's by mistake. Almost immediately after killing him, he starts envisioning the Joker mocking him until he passes out. In this movie, however, Batman uses a gun five times. In the nightmare sequence where he guns down nine people, Which, you could choose to not count it because it's a dream sequence and it's a nightmare, but the nightmare aspect of that scene isn't the fact that he's using a gun and kills, it's the fact that Superman kills him. He also uses a sniper rifle, but that gets a pass because he uses it to shoot a tracker. There's the chase scene where he uses a gun on the Batmobile and kills nine people. The warehouse scene, where he uses a gun twice, doesn't kill anyone using it the first time, but still manages to get three kills. But then the second time he uses it, he gets two kills. and then uses guns on the Batwing against Doomsday. So how many kills did Batman manage to get? Well, let's find out and get to the numbers. <laughs> Including the nightmare sequence, I counted 24 victims of the Edgy Knight, all of them, I assume, being male, giving us this delicious blueberry pie. With a runtime of 182 minutes, that gives us a kill on average every 7.5 minutes. Golden Chainsaw for Fool's kill goes to none of them, because Batman shouldn't kill. Dome Machete for Lamest kill goes to all of them, because Batman shouldn't kill. But he could just be using rubber bullets like in The Dark Knight Returns, you fucking idiot! Uh... I don't think rubber bullets fucking explode vehicles, nor do I think the goons use rubber bullets. Face it, Zack Snyder doesn't care about knowing the character of Batman and just wanted to have a bunch of explosions like he's Michael Bay 2.0. I think I've spent enough time talking about Batman, let's move on to Lex Luthor. Alright, uh, what the fuck is this character? Now, I don't know exactly who Lex Luthor is supposed to be because I've made it pretty clear on this channel and even in this video, 
I don't really give a shit about Superman or his universe, but I've seen enough performances of Lex to know his character is supposed to be a calm and more laid-back approach while also being incredibly smart. Not... Whatever the fuck this is. Hey, Zach, what was the writing process and inspiration when it came to creating Lex Luthor in this movie? <laughs> so yeah, Lex Luthor is fucking garbage in this. And finally, the last performance we get is Wonder Woman, because when I think Batman vs. Superman, I think Wonder Woman. Again, it's like Zack read a couple speech bubbles from The Dark Knight Returns and called it a day. It's like he read the words Diane and thought, YES! I need to have Wonder Woman in my Batman vs. Superman movie! And don't get me wrong, Gal Gadot's performance isn't bad, and Jesus Christ, her theme is way too stupidly good to be in here. But, I do not care about Wonder Woman in a Batman vs. Superman movie. I do not care about The Flash in a Batman vs. Superman movie. I do not care about Cyborg in a Batman vs. Superman movie. I do not care about Aquaman in a Batman vs. Superman movie. I do not care about anything that isn't Batman or Superman in a Batman vs. Superman movie. Do you get my point? Th th this movie is a fucking mess. It tries to be 15 different things at once, and the experience is just awful. Like, yes, there are some good things about this movie. I like the relationship between Lois and Clark. I love Jeremy Irons' performance as Alfred. Not the next generation of Waynes won't inherit an empty wine I like the action during the warehouse scene. I like the Batcave. Fucking hell, I like the fact that Jeffrey Dean Morgan is Thomas Wayne in this universe. I would even go to lengths of saying that I kind of like the fact that the Robin in this universe is Dick Grayson. Hear me out. I was listening to the Snark Tank podcast one day, great podcast, and they brought up that if Joker had killed Dick Grayson instead of Jason Todd, Batman would start killing. And that made sense to me, and I thought of a story where Dick dies by the Joker, and then Batman snaps and kills the Joker, and then feels regretful about it, and defeated like he can't continue. And that's why I said that I kind of like the fact that Robin is Dick Grayson. Because it's new, it changes the story, and Zack could have gone an interesting route, but instead, he chose to leave the fucking Joker alive. Why is Batman killing while the Joker is still fucking alive? Make it fucking make sense! Also, none of this actually makes sense, because apparently, according to Zack Snyder, this dead Robin is Dick Grayson, but according to Suicide Squad, Jason's also dead. So you're telling me that Harley Quinn killed Jason Todd, and then Joker killed Dick Grayson, and yet for some reason they're both still fucking alive, while Batman is out, GUNNING DOWN EVERYONE! Once again, make it fucking make sense! I need to wrap this up quickly because I've spent five pages talking about this movie. Overall, this thing is an incoherent mess, it's inconsistent, hypocritical, and just flat-out boring. Even when Batman and Superman fight, it's not really that exciting, and fucking Christ, some of the punches look so fake. And it's not even that satisfying, because when they actually do fight, it's after being revealed that this whole thing's been set up by the big brain near moment that Lex had, and that's not how this fucking works. The reason why Batman and Superman fighting worked so well in Dark Knight Returns is because Superman tells Batman, hey, you're scaring so many people. If you continue doing this, I'm going to eventually be ordered to kill you. And Batman's just like... Okay. And the reason why Superman being ordered to kill Batman in that comic worked was because Clark and Bruce had already worked together for so long. They already had a relationship. In here, 
they don't fucking know each other. And if Zack just kept going down the path of, oh, they don't know each other, but the way they've been introduced to each other, they have their reasons to hate and disagree and want to kill each other, that would have worked perfectly. But instead, they have to have this stupid fucking twist villain like it's a Disney movie. And, oh, look at Lex Luthor and his big brain 4D chess moment. He set all this up over the span of two years and it just fucking ruins everything. So do I hate this movie? Yes. Do I hate it as much as I hate Batman Returns and Batman and Harley Quinn? Fuck no. Those movies are on a whole other level of pain. This movie, however, just sucks. It spends three hours having an identity crisis. None of the characters are who they're supposed to be. And even though I like a handful of things from this film, it does not make up for the boring ass experience I had while watching. This movie fucking sucks. And I expected it to. It's a fucking Lego movie. It's a sequel to the Lego movie. What else outcome would I have other than painfully edging death? But, ooh boy was I not prepared for the level of fucking bullshit I would have to sit through for an hour and 45 minutes. This movie is just a near two hour long Family Guy special. In fact, it's more Family Guy than the three fucking movies that Family Guy has. This movie was Ralph Breaks the Internet before Ralph Breaks the Internet. Every goddamn fucking scene in this movie is just Warner Brothers being like, Hey, do you remember this thing we have and that thing we have and this and that and that and this and remember? What meteor flung the earth into a course that set us in a reality where a Batman movie has fucking Voldemort, the Eye of Sauron, and Batman singing rap metal? Just the sickest backflips. Oh god, and that song is horrible. It, it, it was the equivalent of just getting the fucking rights to use the Batman rap by Warp Zone. Na, 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 you'll remember that song. There's a reason I've been famous for so goddamn long. Words flying off my fist like power kablam. But now you better know who the fuck I am. I'm Batman, the motherfucking Dark Knight. I'm a playboy by day, vigilante by night. Oh, and don't even get me started on the voice acting. The fucking voice acting. My god. God, the casting is fucking garbage in here. The only saving grace is Ralph Phineas, and Jesus Christ, he doesn't even get to be the fucking voice of Voldemort in here. Michael Sarah. Michael Sarah. You chose Michael Sarah for Dick Grayson. Mother! Casting Michael Sarah's Dick Grayson makes Jesse Eisenberg as Lex Luthor be the greatest casting decision of the fucking century. And oh my God, Zack's Joker is fucking garbage. Does Zack ever try to be the fucking Joker? No. The answer is fucking no. The comedy. Oh my fucking God. The comedy in here makes the ice punch from Batman and Robin be some fucking Dave Chappelle level of comedic gold. Again. Every fucking joke in this movie is just, HEY, LOOK AT ALL THE SHIT WE HAVE! This movie only got two chuckles out of me, and that was the montage of all the past live-action Batman movies. If you don't mind my saying, I'm a little concerned. I've seen you go through similar phases in 2016 and 2012 and 2008 and 2005 and 1997 and 1995 and 1992 and 1989 and that weird one in 1966. And the reference to Batman 89 parade scene, I don't know why that was the case. And trust me, Batman's never gonna see it coming. Like that time with the parade and the Prince music? Hey, quiet! Oh, what's the plot, you ask? Fuck if there is one! Batman just spends this entire movie just being an arrogant, annoying, childish, selfish fuck, and then by the end of the movie, he learns to be all better and accept himself and accept family and everything that happy ending. 
Fuck you! Are you fucking retarded? This is a kid's movie. You're so pathetic ranting over a kid's movie. I understand how pathetic I sound, but fuck you, that's not an excuse. You know what was also made for kids? Batman the Animated Series. And yet that show treated its audience like fucking mature adults. You know what's a perfect example? Teen Titans. That show was dark, broody, even occasionally tackling mature topics, but still overall was meant for kids. It treated its audience like it was grown up and mature. It didn't talk down to the audience, it talked to the audience. And then Teen Titans Go comes around and treats its audience like they only have one fucking brain cell and it's only able to recognize flashy colors. That's exactly what this movie is. It took a character that anybody could look at and watch, read, play, and respect no matter what age you are, and they just dumbed it the fuck down to levels that aren't even Batman 66 would go to. You're still fucking stupid. This movie's supposed to be a parody of action movies and Batman movies. Movie 43. Movie 43 is a movie that showed that not everything that's a parody is funny. Lego Batman is the movie 43 of Batman films. This movie has no right being as good as it is. Ninja Batman was released on June 15th, 2018, and is practically an anime, with the director being this guy that I'm not going to pronounce his name, the animation studios being this, who also worked on parts 1 and 3 of Jojo Bizarre's Adventure, as well as this one, and also Yamato Works. And also another neat thing, uh, this movie was also written by uh, one of the guys who wrote Kill a Kill, and Kill a Kill is also my third favorite anime, and uh, <laughs> kind of explains how weird this movie is. <laughs> But the one thing that makes this movie different from movies like Golden Batman or Batman Dracula is that Ninja Batman was produced by Warner Brothers. And by produced, I mean they just gave the rights to the animation studios to actually make a movie. And the other two movies that I just mentioned are uh, just bootlegs that don't have the rights to the Batman character. Okay, so this movie has a very complicated history. The age-old question when it comes to anime is the sub versus dubs argument. And the argument in general is just fucking stupid. Sea Dog said it best. It's really stupid. If you're an anime fan, and you hate dubs, that is such a narrow-minded view. Dubs are a really important part of the anime industry, and it shows the industry in Japan that the West is interested in dubs. Just because you can read subtitles completely fine without hesitation doesn't mean that everyone else can. There are some disabilities out there that require audio help to understand and enjoy a show. It's okay to not like a dub. Obviously, you can like whatever the hell you want. What I meant is that it's not okay to hate on people who do like watching anime dubbed. Just keep your opinion to yourself. And also, if you're an anime fan, more money in the anime industry is great. That means we get more anime, it means we get more merch, it means we get more of the thing that we love. Anime. Now shut the f*** up. But this movie's subs versus dubs argument is very complicated. Except it kind of isn't. You see, prior to me watching this movie, I was under the impression that the sub and the dub were like two completely different stories because of what the English writers had said. And I tried searching for the sub myself so I could see the differences back when I originally watched this movie in October 2020, but I couldn't find anything accurate except for like fan subs that were immediately being taken down due to copyright. Welp, it uh, turns out Meatball Land Netflix has the accurate sub of the movie, and a certain anime site that I already tried checking just miraculously has the sub as well. So I sat down, watched it, got about half hour in, and then, uh... It's just the same thing. Yeah, it has different dialogue, but the same thing happens. It's the same exact story, but the sub just explains things better. And here's the thing. 
That's basically every fucking dub. It's the same story, just different dialogue that tends to kind of explain less and possibly may confuse the watcher. So no, it's not a completely different story. The sub versus dub argument about this movie isn't anything different or special because it's just the same fucking argument. It's just a normal sub and dub difference. So thank you, Leo Chu and Eric Garcia for wasting my fucking time. Alright, back to the review. So because I'm American, I'm gonna be watching this movie in the English dub. And also because I'm not Joey, I speak Japanese better than Japanese people, the anime man, and I just feel more comfortable not having to read subtitles. Besides, it also makes reviewing stuff easier because I can take notes and be able to not have to constantly look at the screen or have to pause the movie in order to write some notes. Ninja Batman follows Batman, Catwoman, Nightwing, Red Robin, Robin, Alfred, Joker, Harley, Penguin, Poison Ivy, Deathstroke, and Two-Face going back in time to ancient Japan due to a time travel machine built by Gorilla Grog. Oh yeah, and I guess also Bane's in here, but he's only in one scene and he's a sumo wrestler and... I mean, it's kind of funny. And I know I just spent a lot of time talking about the dub, but I just want to talk about the dub cast because my god is it great. Roger Craig Smith, Gray Delisle, Yuri Lowenthal, Brill Friedel, Tony Hale, Tara Strong, Tom Kenny, and a couple other people that were in cartoons I liked watching as a kid, like Fred Taraskier and Eric Bazo. And for the voice of Ian, they got Matthew Yang King, and after seeing 1943 Batman, I'm glad that they had the fucking decency to have him play that role. And on top of that, he was good. I, I liked his character when he was on screen. And that basically goes for the entire cast. I genuinely can't think of one bad voice acting moment. And I have to say, I completely underestimated Tony Hale's performance as the Joker. Yes, when partway through the movie I found out that he was Dr. Psycho from Harley Quinn, I couldn't unhear it, so sadly Joker ended up just becoming a rapist. If you don't get that, there's context in the card. But his performance is genuinely really good, and I think given the context and the vibe of this movie, his manic energy fits perfectly. The plot, other than them being in Japan, is its usual Batman story. Batman and Joker have a relationship together, they fight it out, Batman can't kill, all that good shit we've come to enjoy. But what makes this movie so different compared to every other Batman movie, and what makes the opening line so truthful? You think you've heard every Batman story? I promise. You haven't. It's just how fucking weird it is. Like I said, this is basically an anime movie, and given the fact that it was written by one of the guys who wrote Kill a Kill, this is all completely understandable. Cause you got houses turning into giant fucking robots. And then the final fight between Batman and Joker is a samurai sword fight, right after a bunch of monkeys become a giant monkey, and then a bunch of bats turn into a giant bat logo, then go into the giant monkey, and it turns into a giant Batman. This movie's insane, and I love it. So I praise the acting. I praise the cast. I praise the writing. The one last thing is the animation. Do I praise the animation? Unfortunately not. Yeah, this movie's big fault is with the animation. Now don't get me wrong, it's not terrible. I actually enjoy a lot of the character designs. I don't know what it is, but Harley Quinn's gonna make me go on some gigak levels of degeneracy. Congratulations, you referenced all three members of Trash Chase in a review of an anime. Ooh boy, what do I win? Nothing. I also really enjoy the action scenes, but I'm just gonna say it. This animation is on a ruby type beat. Though, 
Catwoman and Harley Quinn look like they came from Persona. I could be wrong, though. I've never played Persona. I'm too broke for a PlayStation. I mean, come on. I spent 30 bucks for my Xbox. And then there's this scene where you're introduced to Red Hood, who, by the way, looks fucking stupid. But he's attacking an innocent farm couple because he thinks they're Harley and Joker. But then Batman saves them and says they aren't. But at the end of the scene, it's revealed that they are. And the whole art style of that scene, I'm just not the biggest fan of. I will say with this art style, it makes the dub a lot easier to be synced. Something I can't say with the other art style. Yeah, that's something about CGI. It does not make dubs look good. Obviously, I'd be fucking insane to knock down points for that, so I won't, but I'm just saying it's there. Other than that, this movie is really fucking enjoyable. If you're a fan of Batman, if you're a fan of weird shit, and or you're a fan of anime, I highly suggest you watch this movie. But yeah, overall, Ninja Batman was a pleasant experience and has no rights being as great as it is. Time to sound like a hypocrite, I don't mind the comedy used in this movie. It's the usual LEGO comedy that I would expect from a LEGO product. It's on scale with, like, the old school games. You know the ones, Indiana Jones, Complete Saga, Harry Potter, Batman, and every other LEGO game that came out in the early mid-2000s. Unlike the LEGO Batman movie, where they took the comedy that I was kind of expecting and ramped it up to a million, making it insanely painful, this movie uses that typical comedy while still keeping it a traditional Batman story, with this one being the Batman family and the Red Hood story. But it's not the traditional Red Hood story we've all come to love because they completely fucked with its origin and that's my biggest problem with the movie. If you don't know the Red Hood story, to quickly sum it up, Jason Todd gets murdered by the Joker, he's revived somehow, and due to the hatred towards Batman's rules, Joker in general, and the fact that Joker is still alive even after he died, he goes around and starts killing off any villain or goon while also confronting Batman. The movie Under the Red Hood is really fucking good, I highly suggest watching it, and if you want to see my thoughts on it, the review is up in the card. But in here, Red Hood's origin is basically Jason is an angsty teenager that rebels against his dad. So when Batman finally pulls the plug on his precious video games, he gets mad and blasts Linkin Park while he runs away. Yeah, I don't like this treatment of Red Hood, not at all. To be fair... He's not as whiny like an Arkham Knight, and he's more like the actual Red Hood. But if there's anything Batman and Robin has taught us, is that you don't fuck with the origin of a character. Moving on, the cast in this movie is fine. You have some highlights like Will Friedle as Nightwing, Tom Kenny as Penguin, Steve Blum as Scarecrow, Scott Mavila as Damian Wayne, which really throws me off because he's Dick Grayson in Teen Titans. I don't understand the casting decisions, but I'm not going to complain about Will as Nightwing because he's actually surprisingly good. And even Jason Spizak isn't that bad as Jason Todd. And going back to the weird casting decisions, they have Tara Strong in here as Batwoman, but not as Batgirl who she's one of the voices of Batgirl slash Barbara. And don't get me wrong, Tara's performance as Catherine isn't bad. I actually like her a lot as the role, but I kind of wish she did Batgirl because I wasn't the biggest fan of Alison Stoner's performance. And just overall, Batgirl's character is just not good. It's no... that. But her whole character in this movie is just being the annoying, upset girlfriend over the lack of a text message. And given how amazing Batgirl is, this doesn't sit well with me. And then obviously, there's Troy Baker as Batman, who... Mm. I love Troy Baker, 
But my god, his Batman voice is not good. There's just something about it that feels so off and sounds kind of half-assed. The plot is nothing really special either. Bruce sells Wayne Industries, which then gets bought by Two-Face. Red Hood kidnaps the Bat family, and then like five minutes later is completely fine with everyone helping out the team. And also there's a giant robot in the sky that's gonna take over and destroy Gotham. Yeah, it's kind of a messy plot, but I honestly wasn't expecting too much from a Lego movie. Overall, it's meh. The comedy doesn't really hit that much. There's like two jokes that got a really good laugh out of me. That's Bruce Wayne. Honestly, I thought he was dead. Honestly, I thought he'd be taller. Which is weird because we're all the same size. <laughs> That's why, as of this morning, I've sold my company to concentrate on crime fighting full time. You what? What? Tell me that doesn't affect the trust funds you've set up, right? Right? You sold your company? Since when? Why? If we could just go back quickly to the trust fund thing. If I was in another boring meeting, would I have been here to save Gotham? We could do my not. trust fund. Everything else is either a mess or just uninteresting. It wasn't a bad or painful experience, and if this movie was playing in the same room that I'm in, I wouldn't really care or mind, but it's not something I can see myself willingly going back to. Overall, there is no overall section. I mean, what am I supposed to say about a bunch of movies that don't coincide in their own universe? Go watch Ninja Batman. It's the only movie in this video that's worth watching.